0: What's up, guys? This is Matt from the Human Animal Podcast. We are back again, uh, enjoying the beautiful weather out today and uh, also celebrating uh, my wife and I's anniversary today. So I know. And I'm sitting in the baby's room recording a podcast. I'm winning points already. Well, I appreciate you (laughs) taking the time to do this with me, (laughs) man. We have been a little bit... Whoa. By the way, thank you, Valerie, too. Yeah, that looks very loud. Hopefully we don't sound as crazy loud right now. Does that sound better?
1: <laughs> oh, mine just went off the charts too.
0: We just get excited and we get really loud. Hopefully that sounds better. That looks better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we are uh, we're excited to be back. We have a couple of uh, guests coming up that Jake doesn't even know about because mm. I've been working my magic behind the scenes. Yes. Um, which will be coming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and we're going to be talking about. Uh, An interesting topic this week, Um, CrossFit, right? We've kind of danced around the topic before. Um, It's kind of controversial. Yeah. And, you know, whenever you say the name CrossFit, you can't help but get these two radical extremes. Polar opposites. Yeah, polar opposites. If you want to start a fight on Facebook, all you have to do is say something about CrossFit, right? Um, It's like
1: saying paleo.
0: Yeah, it's almost with religious fervor, right? Like Mm -hmm. people just like Mm -hmm. hate it with a passion or love it with a passion. And we've talked about like some of the issues maybe we've run into with CrossFit. But one thing I've been thinking about a lot recently is just why are you so negative, bro?
1: Spreading (laughs) the love.
0: You know, like why? I really feel like nothing good comes of talking bad about other things, right? And Mm -hmm. I've kind of learned this. Over time in my career, because even times when I don't think I'm being negative, or being you know I'm trying to be very uh, forthright with my opinion and what I think the research says, people can still take that negatively. And I think uh, I've learned over time that my delivery is really important, and that one of the cool, one of the important things about delivery is that I take what they're telling me, so I listen before I open my mouth. And then I talk about how I want to help them within whatever sport or activity they want to do. Eventually, down the road, we can talk about whether or not I think it's it's getting them towards their goals the best way. Mm-hmm. But you first have to create buy-in by showing that you care about the person, care about what they care about, right? Yep. Um, that's been an important transition. There's just so many lessons with teaching and coaching that I've just found over the last five years now that I've been teaching and coaching. So... Uh, and I know I'm going to learn more, more and more. So what I wanted to do today was kind of take a different, a different take on CrossFit because I feel like, especially in our circle, mm-hmm. we're a little bit on the outside of that CrossFit circle. Um, so I think it's common to kind of ridicule things about CrossFit within our sphere in the fitness community, right? Mm-hmm. And I just want to take a let's just take a little time to spread the love. What do we love about CrossFit? And uh, I think we have two perspectives here to kind of give you guys background on where each of us are coming from. CrossFit was actually the first coaching certification I ever did. I did the level one over in Korea when I was still living in Japan, had a mixed experience, which I wrote about on my blog, um, and had been kind of doing CrossFit-esque workouts for probably three years. So, oh man, almost four years. Um, kind of cherry picking them though. So I'd only do stuff that I knew how to do. I wouldn't always go as long or as hard as they said. I kind of developed, I remember I had this sheet up in my Japanese, in my apartment in Japan that said no gym CrossFit wads I like. Uh, and I would pick random ones from those and and go out and do them uh, and try to get better at them. And, uh, looking back on it, like CrossFit Heavily, heavily influenced me, and was probably the catalyst for me getting into coaching. Because with through CrossFit, I was like, "Oh, I can learn about gymnastics. I can learn about Olympic weightlifting. I can learn about powerlifting. I can learn about program design. I can learn about nutrition." And I started realizing that these topics were deep, and uh, there wasn't clear answers to everything, but. It would take a lifetime to master even just one, you know, one area. And there's all these different areas that you can look into. And that's when I started thinking about fitness as a profession. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was a really critical thing for me. So that's the background I'm bringing in. I'm coming from a
1: completely different area where, you know, it, throughout high school and college, I my workouts were, were far more bodybuilding-esque, right? I was more worried about the aesthetics, and then I moved when when I went back up north. I was working in a a big box gym, right? So people are using machines. Some people are, you know, a little bit more advanced and are, are you know, getting really great workouts in with with free weights. Um, and then I came to Force, so radically different than than any of my experience uh, prior. So really, I I don't have a a backg- background in you know CrossFit. I've I've never been to a CrossFit gym, but there are uh, quite a few things that I that I like about it. And I recently just told somebody, man, I'm glad I didn't find CrossFit before I found Force because I probably would have been in it. And I know we're we're trying to keep this positive on CrossFit, but I think that also kind of leads to some of the positive that yeah
0: so i th- I think you're gonna you know the perspective we bring in it would probably be good for us to have you know someone else on here who's in crossfit then so we have someone mm-hmm. who's like sees crossfit maybe from the mainstream side and from you know kind of the the major media outlets and what's being said and then kind of and you have that perspective through force mm-hmm. of seeing kind of what our people that have done crossfit and come to us and what the issues they're dealing with because you do the intake Mm -hmm. um and then i kind of have the you know have done it at least some have done the coaching course which people will argue about how valid of a coach that really makes you Mm -hmm. i'm not we're not going to talk about that today (laughs) yeah um i'm that
1: outsider looking
0: in yeah and kind of giving a little bit of a uh a background so uh let's get started
1: so, the first thing that I would mention that I really like about CrossFit is their community right I think it's it's outstanding how they cheer each other on and how how motivational that can be and it I think that really that really uh leads to a lot of buy-in to their individuals and keeps them pretty consistent um and i mean if you've if you've seen the CrossFit games. Those people are in pretty good shape. I don't know how much pharmaceutical help they have with that, but they get in pretty incredible shape.
0: You're also drawing from a huge pool of people, right? They have 250,000 participants in the CrossFit Games, Mm -hmm. so they're going to be the elite of the elite, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think that's part of it. Yeah, you know, I think community, it's almost become a throwaway in the, the, the fitness industry, of um i feel like any fitness professional i hear talking they're like i mean yeah crossfit has a great community but and then they list all these other things they dislike about it right mm-hmm. um so it's almost become like it's like your safe word i feel like in some ways i see people use it as like oh no i really like the community but and then they then they feel like they're free to just yeah just rail on everything else <laughs> Um, which has just been a weird thing I've noticed, but I mean, really, when you look at the community, there are several things that, that really, uh, that look, that kind of jump out to me. One is that, uh, they create a community that is active together outside of just the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they do have that support structure. They, they, they get people bought in to being active and to looking at their nutrition. Um, but I think, I think the, the aspect that I like the most is that these people become students more than many, many, many other programs I've seen. When in fitness professionals, we really need to be like bowing down and be thankful to Greg Glassman for creating CrossFit and for somehow sparking this firestorm, which is really it's a singular phenomenon. The Mm -hmm. growth of CrossFit is a singular phenomenon. Guess who are the number of people that are at these powerlifting certs that are at these Olympic weightlifting certs and workshops? Who are the people that are paying money in order to go out and learn specific technique from gymnastics teachers now? And everything in between, even even in MoveNet, we have a large group of people that come to us through CrossFit because they're looking for all these different angles and uh, uh, opportunities to learn. Not just coaches, but also just people that go and work out, quote-unquote, work out at CrossFit.
1: I mean, look at yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm a prime example of this. Mm-hmm. I, through CrossFit, I realized, oh, man, there's all these avenues for learning. And it's not me. That is systemic in the community. Mm-hmm. People are interested. I mean, if you look at the, um, USAW USA weightlifting it's numbers, up. it's blown up in the last five years and it seems to coincide with the rise of CrossFit and these other, you know, uh, commercial gyms that are bringing interest to the, the to these things. But I, I think that part is really phenomenal. And, you know, really in my experience, um, from all the different people I've met who are involved with CrossFit, who are at the continuing education certs uh, and workshops, Um, they've all been awesome people. You know, uh, some of my very closest coaching uh, colleagues and friends still have run an aspect of their business as CrossFit because it helps with the brand promotion and getting people in the door. Um, It's really that continuing education... and um that taps into me like the movement culture more like people are learning to move in different ways now the emphasis in crossfit is usually on capacity more than uh skill. The, yeah the movement skill i mean it's part of it it gets wrapped into it but mm-hmm. capacity is more the focus than it is kind of that movement culture but still like i feel like there's just so much good that's come out of this and so much learning that's come out of it. So that's something I really appreciate from the community.
1: Yeah. The I think side. it, I think it really, it just gets people interested in fitness because it seems interesting. You know, they're, they're moving in a variety of ways, which is awesome. You know, they don't get, they're not too caught up in the, in doing the same exact thing over and over. Um, so I think that, that gets people interested and in, like you said, it creates students of them. I think if they can survive their first, you know, The first period of time that they're there, then they look into things like going into that USAW and learning these other skills so they can get better at at their crossfitting. Uh,
0: The second thing, and again, we could play devil's advocate on all these topics, but the, the second thing that popped into my head about something I love is I feel like CrossFit has elevated these really phenomenal coaches Um. And given them such a platform that now like they have New York Times best selling books on mobility, on gymnastics, on running, powerlifting. These coaches are now becoming like superstars, which to me, uh, you know, obviously there's dangers with fame and, and kinda but elevating people that have a ton of subject matter knowledge and have something to give back and and putting them in a position where now they can create content because there's such a large following is so cool for me. Because now I get a chance to learn from those people when I might never have known about them or been connected with them before. And now I have a portal to, to learn from them. You know, um, And part of my learning process has been listening to these coaches, experimenting with their stuff, figuring out what works for me and doesn't work for me in my coaching style. Um, and so that's been you know, a really big blessing as well because of CrossFit's growth. Mm
1: -hmm. So this is more of a question for you uh, than necessarily, like, input by me, but do you think there's anything wrong inherently with CrossFit, or do you think it, you know, the issues that people do have, do you think that's more, like, with the application or the instruction of it and the performance of it, or do you think, like, inherently that they're, like,
0: That's where the issue is. The, so this is where it kind of gets to be tricky. I don't think that part of, part of the issue is that you, it's really hard to define CrossFit. Mm -hmm. It kind of, I mean, they have their definition, like high intensity, high intensity functional movements, you know. You hear Coach Dose say that
1: all the time on the performance podcast.
0: Yeah, they have their definition, but um, the interpretation of it is so different, right? It, to the point where it's like, you could call Fazoli's in Olive Garden Italian food, and you could also call, you know, like the Spotted Pig in New York or like these other like super fancy, like they serve Italian food too. Mm-hmm. Um So they're all kind of working with the same basic ingredients, but what comes out is completely dependent on that locale. Now, most people get really pissed about that. That's something that they're like, man, CrossFit has no regulation. You know, they don't check for quality of coaching. And I actually go the other way a little bit on this. I think they've gone too far in that. I think that's awesome. Because what if what if you had you wanted to start a, a gym and you were dictated on what workouts you could provide and how you would coach uh, that stunts growth it stunts creativity it doesn't allow you to take it and kind of make it your own the now so i think from that side of it the business side it's so cool to be able to say hey i'm going to open a crossfit box people have a general idea of what movements they're going to see they have a general idea of the feel of CrossFit. I feel like you kind of, you almost have that urban, you know, kind of like punk rock grungy. It doesn't look like any other gym. It looks like old school gymnastics facilities where you have rings and, and all kinds of different equipment lying around and it's really open. So I feel like that is, is kind of a defining feature of CrossFit, but the workouts, how people implement them, how they teach their skill progressions, how they ramp people on, uh, that, va- that varies as much as, is, is, you know, the differences in Italian food. Um, that answer your question? What was your original question? I've just sorry like going off.
1: So do we think it's inherently that there's an inherent problem with it or that it's through the application or through the, the, I think the
0: more thing is in the application, um, and, uh, in making sure it's what the individual needs, you know, um, because let's look. Let's let's say okay. So let's take that pr- approach. If I look at general CrossFit programming based off of the certification, what are they really doing, or what is the suggested programming that you do? Well, they kind of divide it. It's been years since I looked at this, so pardon me if I miss details. Right, but they divide it up into. Uh, Three all movements into three general categories, which is like monostructural, which would be like running, rowing, uh, biking, like something that's gonna be very repetitive and consistent. You have all your gymnastics movements, right? Which can be any and gymnastics for them is basically anything that's like a body weight manipulation movement, right? Anything from squats and push ups to other stuff, and then you have weightlifting movements um and they have a specific sequence where they want you to vary between those three overarching categories either doing focusing on just one of them at a time two of them or all three within a single workout and varying the combinations so all the permutations and combinations of those types of things focusing on different skills so let's look at that like from a broad perspective um For me, I look at it from like a movement perspective and what humans are meant to do. Should we pick up stuff? Yes. Yes. Should we be able to manipulate our own bodies? Yes. Should we be able to run and swim and and bike? And probably yes. So I think in that aspect, I don't have any problem with it, right? Now, you can argue whether or not the way they combine those together, if that's enough. Right. Um, But to me, I mean, they're they're way closer than they are far off. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. The common things that people argue are like, oh, there's not any periodization. There's no. um, You know, there's not enough focus on any one element in order to evoke an adaptation. Uh, So you're just kind of throwing a bunch of crap at someone and and, you know, yeah, One of the common things we'll hear is people being like, well, you know, of course people get better on their program because all beginners get better on the program. And I'm like, yeah, I could say the exact same thing about you. What does your program look like with people two, three years down the road? Are they still getting better? Because if not, you just enjoyed the same beginner spree that everyone else has access to, yep. right? So that's, I mean, you got to look at that um, both ways. So, they structure it that way. Um, The second idea is that, you know, you have to perform these movements at high intensity. And this is maybe where I'd have a little bit more, like, I think the high intensity is important, but I think varied intensities is important. And they normally do vary across all, they talk about varying across all three energy systems, which, again, I think is important. But, and this is the application part. Uh it's gotten more and more where it's so high intensity and the duration is long enough where they are mainly in the glycolytic pathway rather than strictly in the aerobic or the... Uh, anaerobic. A, yeah, anaerobic lactic, right? Rather than the anaerobic lactic or the creatine phosphate pathway. Um, that's what you see. And, and I think most people that have issues with CrossFit or, or CrossFit programming is because they see people doing... These ridiculous workouts where they're doing, they're trying to do high skill movements at a high intensity, at a high volume, all at the same time. Right. And that's where we lose people. Mm -hmm. Um, Varying, you know, we have in in MoveNet, we have a a saying, you know, you have to look at volume, intensity, and complexity. And those three elements have to be balanced. Right. And you can't expect to increase any of those at the same time all of those at the same time. You need to work on one element at a time. Um,
1: So it's kind of like the old, like at some restaurants, you'll see a sign that says like quality, service, and price. Mm -hmm. You can't have all three, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah. So yeah, not at once. Exactly. Uh, So, you know, in the original What Is Fitness article, Greg Glassman talks about the energy systems and working across. He talks about these different, aspects of agility and balance and strength and quickness and speed and all these different types of fitness. Uh, and I think most of that stuff is, is still pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. Um, so I still think they're, and you think about where they're coming from, like, think about what CrossFit was born out of is like 2005. Most people were bodybuilding. Like that was the only, real weightlifting people had experience with there wasn't an awareness of all these different types of modalities there wasn't an awareness of uh kind of blending them all together and i mean eventually here's the other thing sure i think like a lot of the people that criticize crossfit and like their kind of like generalized program gpp program and whether or not it's gpp or not work with athletes and if you are literally just a general person who's generally trying to be healthy, I don't think that doing a wide variety of movements and exploring different things is necessarily that bad for you. What's bad is if you do it at too high of intensity for too long with non-proper form and not enough skill. Yeah, like. But the fact that you're trying a bunch of different stuff and that you're kind of mixing and mashing it all together and trying to vary stuff over time isn't necessarily the worst thing. And I, I know plenty of other people that do worse stuff in the name of smart fitness, mm-hmm. you know?
1: I think variations even good for athletes too.
0: Yeah. I mean, and part of it is, it, you know, CrossFit's changed over time. Uh, it's become the sport of fitness, right? And so again, trying to be, be take the positive out of that it's made watching fitness exciting people actually tune in they're like looking at these athletes and amazed uh i know i'm still amazed at the athletes that are on display and like sometimes they do some movements and i'm like "Ooh, you get away with that i I could not get away with doing it that way Mm -hmm. but um it's incredible and it's just created so much more of a mindset Mm -hmm. and an awareness about uh physical fitness my you know The thing that I would like to see in more and more CrossFit gyms is more of part of CrossFit is that it's it's quantified. And that's really not. And like on the good side, that's really nice because you can clearly see progress between workouts. You can clearly test yourself. You can clearly test yourself against other people if you want to. But uh, which can run into issues right again. Anything can be taken too far. Um, But there's a lot of movement and a lot of exercise out there that I don't think is easily quantified that, uh, you know, could be really beneficial to add in. And that's part of, that's kind of the, the skill stuff. And that's my, my bias with MoveNet, and that's why I kind of moved from CrossFit to MoveNet because I was so intrigued with the skill work and with being graceful and fluid and putting all that capacity that I developed into a practical application. I got into a point where I was like, man, I'm really, I'm, got good lifts i've got good times i've got a big engine but i'm still not very good at doing these things that i would think this should transfer to Mm -hmm. and it's that capacity gives you some ability to transfer but then you have to go in and, and work on the skills and these different movement skills and the ability to adapt to different environments and different conditions that makes you like a true mover if that's your goal so that being my goal I moved away from doing more of the CrossFit stuff and focusing more on some of the skill work once I had the capacity built. So mm-hmm. um, is there anything else we really love about CrossFit? Hmm. It's getting a lot of women interested in fitness. Changing changing the way that women think about their their appearance and their physical fitness.
1: Yeah. They're not it's taking away from the stigma of lifting weights, you know, a common um uh, misconception is that if women lift weights they're going to get big and bulky and
0: well, the crossfit games might <laughs> I don't think that's natural. Well, okay. Yeah, I think that's great. There's so many you know, women are the underserved population. They're the biggest population we have and we have a bunch of male trainers out there that are trying to do classic bodybuilding programs. And then you have CrossFit. It's like, Hey, and a lot of the, a lot of the females in CrossFit are absolute fire breathers. They're so ridiculous. Um, now I'm still trying to stay positive, Jake. I don't want that to create. I think the, the danger we run into is that that can create unrealistic expectations about body image in a different way. Mm -hmm. As in now, like, Oh, Strong as a new skinny. This isn't CrossFit alone. This is just in general. Yeah. Oh, strong as a new skinny. Okay. So now strength is the ideal of beauty, and nothing else is. Mm-hmm. Like skinny was the ideal of beauty. Now you have. If you can't. If a woman can't deadlift two times her body weight, I'm not interested in dating her. Mm-hmm. Like you are creating new standards that. Okay, maybe you can work on your strength. Like there's more of a thing you can actually physically affect, but uh, we just run the risk of creating
1: another monster yeah
0: so just celebrating all interpretations of beauty Mm -hmm. i think and but i think again this is an important step we get away from the one specific type and we're now introducing new ways to think about physique and bodies and what we're capable of doing right Mm -hmm. and how that can contribute to health and beauty so yeah taken in the right way it's a good thing definitely
1: and just the more people we can get moving and interested in fitness the better
0: Absolutely. Um, let me think about anything else, you know, there, so I guess we can kind of wrap up cause we could probably talk about this more, mm-hmm. but there are many good things we like about CrossFit. And, uh, I think there are lessons to learn from CrossFit and there are lessons to learn from any modality, any system out there. Right. um, Categorically rejecting something or being negative about anything uh, doesn't allow you the opportunity to learn and grow as a coach, as a, a human animal, yeah. to be a better mover, to be, to be more aware of the different options out there. And we want to encourage people to experiment and try things for themselves. If what we say resonates with you in kind of our approach, great. But we're, now we're not going to resonate with every, everybody. And maybe CrossFit or some other option will resonate with you. Mm -hmm. And I always come back, like I come back to Alan Cosgrove, who's one of like super uh, famous writer and coach and uh, fitness business expert, right? And he has the the three rules, first three rules, and all of his new rules for lifting books. I still I still live by rule number one: do something. Rule number two, do something you like. Rule number three, the rest is just details. So we are just talking about the details, right? We are mm-hmm. details people. Uh, while we can argue about how much the details matter, it's more important that you're out there moving, enjoying things, and willing to experiment and work within whatever field you are in, having an open mind to always learn and take feedback. Yeah. So
1: look for the positive.
0: And you know what? I feel way better now talking positively about that than I would if we just sat here and had a bashing session. Yep. I'm uplifted I'm like, yeah, man, there's some cool things I'm gonna learn. I can try out.
1: I'm jazzed up right now. Yeah. I've been using the word jazzed a lot.
0: I love hey, you know what? I think you should use jazz hands more. I yeah, I did that jazz. mentally. Jazz. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh we will be back with another episode next week, uh, talking to Coach Nate. So uh, until then, if you like the episode, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, leave a review. We love seeing those. Um, you can like FreeFitGuy on Facebook. Visit submit FreeFitGuy.com. Questions. Sub- submit questions to thehumananimalpodcast at gmail.com. You have lots of ways for you to reach out with us. Free Fit Guy is kind of hosting the podcast now. Maybe eventually this podcast will move to its own website, but that's where all the content is right now. Uh, so you can reach out to me there. And we're excited to hear from you. If you have any other topics you want to hear us yap about, let us know. All right. Take care, guys. Stay
1: awesome.